0: Is this thing on? Whoa, 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 What is this? Lou, do you remember what we were supposed to do now? I don't remember doing this. This is called a
1: podcast. Right? Okay.
0: This is a podcast. You guys might know us from world famous international superstar. No, that's Sister Jean. That's Sister Jean. Uh, podcast 63 is our original program. But uh, we took a little break. I explained a little bit on Twitter. We'll get into it eventually about like what we actually did, why we did it. Uh, But right now, all I want to talk about is where we're going. So um, if you haven't seen on Twitter, we are taking the podcast in a little bit of a different direction. Um, There will still be Loyola content. Um, At the end of every episode, we'll end with a different news item. So it might be about a player leaving. Like in this episode's case, we'll talk about the departure of Jalen Pipkins. But in future episodes, we'll talk about the additions of players like Jacob Hudson, Baylor Head, or Demise Anderson, uh, and any other Loyola news that might come up along the way. Um, But we're going to keep that portion fairly short, maybe 10 to 15 minutes each podcast, and we're going to keep that at the end of every episode. So if you're a Loyola fan, uh, please stick around and listen to that portion, and hopefully you like our new programming, which we are calling the SimCast Couch, um, which is about heat check, Uh, Heat Check is running this really fun college basketball simulation, uh, which I think they're just calling the Sim League, Um, and we each have a team in the Sim League. So, I, Buck, M-U-A-B, Lou, you are? The great Marshall Hurd. Yes. Um, So, we're both in the same conference. We're both in Conference USA, and uh, we're going to break down what that is, what the league is, what we're going to be doing, and how... It might entertain us, and it might entertain you. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, please stick around. Uh, There'll be lots of laughs along the way. Uh, We have no idea what we're doing. No one really has any idea what they're doing. This is the first time. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be mistakes from us, from the league, I'm sure, uh, from the simulation itself. But it's really cool. It's really detailed. Uh, We have everything from constructing a roster to uh, recruitment to uh, you can even, if you want your team to play dirty or recruit dirty, you can do that and risk potentially getting postseason banned. So it's a really fun program. Uh, We're going to break it down for you, but we wanted to explain to our listeners, new and old alike, what it is. So please uh, stick around, stick with us, and uh, we hope you like the content. Passes out to Hunter. Hunter shoots
1: off the rim. gets the score. It's over. It's over. We won. We won the ball game. Viola won the ball game. Oh, we won. 60 to
0: 58. All right. So here is. We're going to break it down for you. Break it down. Mm-hmm. The Sim League, in its bio, in its introduction, it calls itself a text based simulation college basketball game where users will control a college basketball program by managing rosters, setting budgets, recruiting high school players and transfers, and plenty more. Uh, the simulation has plenty of information and details, and it, will require, it requires a little time and to manage a team. Um, it also has mini tournament events, uh, like uh, beginning of the season tournament, as well as conference tournament, as well as March Madness, and I think maybe NIT as well. I think he was looking into adding that. It also has draft declarations from players, which I don't think either of us are going to have to worry about, accolades, top 25 rankings, and March Madness. So that's kind of a basic um, outline of what it is. When I found out about, I had been following Heat Check for a little bit on Twitter. Great, great uh, website. We're going to be plugging them every single episode because they provide great content. Please go follow them on Twitter. I'm going to do a big plug right now, but we'll talk about it along the way. It's at CBB. Uh They describe themselves as the number one independent home for college basketball analysis. Uh, they have something every day where they do the three things of their day, which is like top three little news items. And in the time where there's not much sports, it is kind of fun to get a little update on what's going on in the college basketball world. So, um, but they, so they started this. And I know from like their Twitter, <clears throat> they really didn't expect anything of it. I hadn't heard of it until it was already live. And I heard about it late at night on, like, a Wednesday night or something. And I immediately signed up. Of course, I immediately tried to get Loyola. They were already gone, unfortunately, or else one of us would have Loyola. But I do know a listener of the podcast, a follower of our Twitter, does have it. So that's great. I'm glad for him. Um, I signed up for a team. And, Lou, I immediately texted you. And what was your response?
1: First off, this man texted me pretty late in the evening.
0: Yeah. And I
1: do not follow Heat Check, which I think is a big regret on my end, uh, but um, I was immediately throwing all these links, all these like, tweets, and I was told, hey, add a, pick a team, just pick a random team, but pick Marshall now. <laughs> and I was like, Marshall, you mean like Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, like the, the great like set of Marshall the Hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, yeah. And I said, okay, Cool. And then the next morning, I didn't pick a team yet, and he goes, got to pick Marshall. you got you to pick Marshall. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to pick Marshall. And lo and behold, I'm in the same conference as Buck. We're mm-hmm. Conference USA, and I have Marshall the Herd. I have the Bisons. That was my whole strategy. I wanted to, to be in the same conference
0: because I thought it would be fun to kind of – I knew it would be somewhat similar in, like, what our experiences were recruiting – competitive level, like how good our teams were, um, and other things, but I didn't realize how similar our teams would actually be, but we'll get to that, um, but yeah, I thought it would be fun to be in the same conference for a little while, uh, and kind of battle, like, maybe we'll have some great, like, postseason battles, you know, we both make it to the conference championship, or who knows, you know, um, but I also thought it would be interesting to see what both of our experiences were, and maybe, like, run our teams in different ways, so, Maybe one of us picks, like, a dirty recruiting way. Like, maybe one of us decides, hey, we want to, like, you know, kind of go against the rules. And there, there is a way to do that, at least so we've been told. Um, and one of us runs a clean program and see what happens. You know, maybe one of us gets better recruits one year, but then they get a postseason ban the next year, and then we have to vacate wins or something. I don't know. Um, but I thought it would be kind of cool to be in the same conference and, uh, and Conference USA isn't a bad one. Uh, they got some good mid-majors. Uh, Western Kentucky has always been a pretty good team in that conference. Um, my UAB Blazers have been pretty good the past few years. Um, Marshall has had some, some good tournament moments in the past. So I think we picked a pretty uh, fun conference to be a part of. Um, and there's also some pretty, pretty bad teams in our league, too. So hopefully we can... Take advantage and beat up on those teams, um, but so the next portion of uh, of just kind of explaining the sim league more. Uh, there's 352 teams, so pretty close to what accurate actually is. I think there's what 256. Is that? Or 356? Is that how many teams are actually are in Division One men's basketball?
1: It's like around. Again, is every year they add one or two uh, teams, so it's around 350, I believe. It's pretty close.
0: I know, I think he mentioned that there was a couple teams that just got added that he, for whatever reason, like 352 is a really round number. Like, it worked with all his... it probably makes it
1: easier on him and stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So each team plays 28 regular season games, uh, 12 non-con, 16 conference games. Three of the non-con are uh, a little mini tournament, uh, which we can each break down, like, what tournament our teams are each in. Uh, We can find that for you. and then... um, the rosters, each each team only has eight players, so a little different, um, and uh, you have to have one player at each position, so point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, and then after that, the um, roster makeup is completely open to interpretation. Uh, like, for instance, I think both of our teams have three centers, which, like, makes no sense. Like, I no would sense. never do that, ever, if I was constructing a college basketball team of eight players, but, you know simulated leagues will be simulated leagues. Um, So I actually thought right now we could maybe go through our roster a little bit and um, I can start uh, and just kind of break down uh, like what our rosters look like. Um, We can post these to Twitter later and like so you guys can get a good sort of you can look at it too along with us if you're following along. Um, But yeah, so my UAB UAB Blazers uh, we have just one point guard um, who is our best player, Demarcus Arias. He's a sophomore, um, and then each player is rated from one to or zero to ten. They have an offensive rating and a zero to ten defensive rating. Um, so my point guard, DeMarcus, he is a five point six on offense, a five point three on defense, and he is my best player. He's also a four star recruit out of high school, which is actually a pretty big deal. I don't. I was looking kind of through some of the rosters in our in our conference, and I don't think anyone else is a four star that I know of. Um, so he's definitely my most noteworthy. Second most noteworthy is my uh, sophomore center. So my two best players are sophomores, which is I think pretty cool. Um, Christian Williams, he's a five point six offense, four point seven defense, uh, he's a he's a transfer uh, from Oakland. Other than that, um, I mean, I have like two freshmen, three uh, three total seniors, and one junior. So not too bad of like a, a, a roster makeup. Um, I will have to recruit three more players after this year, which uh, we'll briefly touch on recruiting this time, but when we actually have to recruit, we'll talk more about that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I definitely like my roster. I wish I didn't have three centers, which I'm sure you share the same sentiment, uh, Lou. But, uh, yeah, other than my two top players... I, all the rest of my players are pretty pretty average. So, Luan, Yeah, no, I
1: think uh, that's just roster. kind of the conference uh, that we have going for us, Conference USA. So, Marshall here, like, yeah, I have three centers. Um, so, that's always a great mix to have. Um, I don't know, I don't think Buff really hinted on it, but, like, my roster is a mix of high school recruits, uh, two guys for college transfers, and a JUCO, And that's just what we'll see l- later on throughout the sim is, like, the mix of kind of rosters you'll see. Um, so it is really interesting. Um, you would think that maybe the seniors would have this like really high score. No, uh, it usually it, it, you would hope that smaller schools, we're not, we're not a Kentucky where my freshmen are the, the, the five stars, but my seniors don't even go at that level. So I really only have two players who are above a six on offense. Uh, I have one players above that one player on six on offense, also a six on defense. Um, the other guy is a, low of four on defense, so that's one center and one small forward, so I think that's going to be huge to have um, a strong defensive guy. Um, but it's going to be interesting to really see how I want to play. Uh, I've already thought about, do I play young to get them more developed, uh, but then you want to make sure they're loyal. There's a whole bunch of different kind of scenarios, I think, and that's what's really cool about the sim. And it just really, you have it your own way. Yeah, you want to win, but you also got to, this is the first time we're doing this, so we got to get familiar with the process and everything, but I'm excited for Marshall. Uh, Not trying to be salty. Don't know if it's really the team I would have picked if I wasn't messaged that late at night. Um, (laughs) I Would have probably picked a team that's not in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Nothing against people from West Virginia, but I don't even know where Marshall's from. They're my team, so uh, it's a great school. But I think it's exciting. I think seeing a team like this, um, and then seeing other teams in the mix, uh, who you're really going to start playing. Who, what does uh, your senior class look like? How many do you have? Yeah, like, yeah. What so, are, yeah.
0: What are you going to to recruit?
1: Yeah, so I have two seniors, um, and then I have – actually underneath that, I have three juniors. Okay. So I think the two seniors um, are – the biggest thing is that one's a center, and then one's a – shoot. the other senior's my only shooting guard, and he's the best defensive player I have by a long long shot. So recruiting kind of outlook for me is not going to recruit another center – Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the way things are. Uh, I have a junior who's really good, uh, but I'm going to have to go for uh, a two. I'm going to try to go for maybe a shooting guard, two shooting guards uh, that are one maybe really good offense and one's really good defense. Um, kind of try to find that balance. And again, is I'll look JUCO for some experience. I'll look for a young guy to develop. Maybe do one guy who's a transfer and one guy who's a freshman. So I might not. I don't think I'll go two. True freshmen for recruiting at a high school, mm, no I think I'll go one-and-one. One. I definitely think that's something that I'll make an impact later down the road.
0: Cool. Yeah, it's fun to see how each of our rosters are going to turn out. Um, like I said, I had three seniors. You have two, so I'll be a little younger next year. And it, like you said, if you get one freshman and one non-freshman, it's like a sophomore transfer exactly. go or whatever. Um, so we will start to diverge a little bit there. Um, so then after roster, there's a little statistic called team prestige that uh, that the the heat check uses to kind of uh, diversify the different teams in the league. It's just like a way each team has a procedure ranking from one to six, one being the best. So like Michigan, Michigan state, Kentucky, Kentucky, all of them. Yeah. Whatever Duke. Duke, Um, But there, and then they kind of go down and it's a cumulative ranking over like the last 20 years. I actually think someone said that he used Ken Palm as like a way to, to, to find data for the last 20 years. Um, so our our teams are both Prestige Four, which when I signed up was there was no one higher than Prestige Four. Um, actually, Loyola was at Prestige Five, which is kind of funny uh, considering they've had way deeper tournament success than either of our teams. Um, but it's a cumulative ranking, so uh, Prestige is like helps you recruit players um, based on you know, how good your team has been over the past 20 years or so. Um, And it never changes. So we can't change our prestige ranking, but we can outperform or underperform it every year. Um, So then just going into the season, uh, a little bit of the schedule. So there is how um, this works is a lot of the decisions we make in order to change our team's outlook is based on, like, a Google form. So it's just, like, kind of all question and answer type stuff. Um, so, like the first thing that we have to do, uh, which will be coming up uh, on June first, is uh, an off-season budget. So we can decide where our money goes, whether that's going to be to facilities, whether it's going to be to player development, whether it's going to be to scheduling, if we want to, uh, you know, schedule a buyout game, stuff like that. Um, so that will be, I'm sure, five or ten questions about that sort of thing, and then shortly after that. Uh, A couple days later, there's a media day, so, I mean, they're going to probably be asking, like, what our our head coaching plans are for the year. Do we want to compete? Do we want to develop? Do we want to, you know, take a year to focus on recruiting? Whatever that might be. And then a couple days later, there's going to be a season preview stuff, so I'm guessing, like, rankings. That's when our exhibitions are going to be, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, And then also the beginning of recruiting period one. So that's, like, kind of when the real deal starts. And then a couple days later uh, will be the in-season tournaments. But there's going to be an episode probably right before the in-season tournaments. At least that's my plan. Um, So we'll be able to go over all that. So the first thing I want to talk about here is the exhibitions, which I have scheduled. Um, Well, you have not yet. But uh, that gives you opportunity. I can tell you about my process and see uh, what you think. So one of the cool things about the Sim League is that there's a Discord. For anyone who doesn't know what Discord is, it's basically just like a... Online community where you can message about different things. There is one dedicated to the a Heat Sim League. Um, and on there, we you each pick, you know, you're only allowed to be your team. So I'm UAB, Louis Marshall, and um, you act as the head coach and you can try to schedule uh, an exhibition game. So I uh, was looking for a team that was also in the Southeast region um, and was similar ranking to where I am, Prestige 4. And um, the outcome was I got a couple... I talked to, I think, like, Idaho State, and then I talked to um, Tennessee Tech or something like that. They were all kind of lower. And then I saw Wofford was looking for one. I thought for sure Wofford would be at least, like, a prestige four, like us. Um, And so I immediately, like, accepted. We did a one-on-one, so we scheduled, like, I think this year we're going to be at Wofford. Next year they're going to come to my place. I thought it would be a good... Thing to start the season off away because I have three seniors and I am thinking I'm gonna compete this year. So I want to um, give myself a little bit more of a challenge. Um, and But when I looked it up, they're actually prestige five. So they're not as good. But I still think Watford will put together a good team. I think it'll hopefully be a win for us, get ourselves on the right foot, have an away game to start the year and a year where I'm hoping I'm challenging for the conference uh, title. Um, but nope, <laughs> nope, no. Just no. to remind
1: the listeners, we're in the
0: same conference. Yes. So, no. Um, but, yeah, Lou, what, uh, so if, you, if you're going to schedule
1: an exhibition game, what are you looking for? So, I think what you, what you need for my team is to kind of understand I want to do two exhibitions, um, home and home, home and away. Um, pretty much with one really high, like, oh prestige higher than me, and then one prestige Um, at the same or lower, just to kind of get that mentality. I think I might try to push for prestige the same prestige as my team. Um, Again, same prestige level four um, as uh, Buck here at UAB. But I think the big thing is I just want to see how the team does against a higher prestige because then it kind of sets up what is scheduling going to be. Do you play non-conference that is higher prestige? Do you play then do you just try to get easy wins? Because, again, is this is going to be graded like a real simulation, where it's actually going to matter the strength of what your schedule is. Mm-hmm. So, I think main focus in playing these exhibitions is going to determine how you kind of respond to a prestige hire. Um, again, it's all simulated, so you just wait for kind of the sim to kind of decide how you react to a prestige hire, how you react to the same. So, um, I then think the outlook is I have a team that's very poorly defensively um, rated, so I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Do in both games, do we just let everyone score? So then i got to look at teams that are really low defensively or just really low offense. Like that's what also you can decide because these, these scores that are going to come out, then they're going to dictate now how I want to go about my non-conference. Because I only have two guys above a – I have three guys above a five out of eight players. And everyone else is below a four on defense. Okay. So that is a total of five players on below fours on defense. So That's not really good. Yeah. So defensively-wise – it, it might be one of those things where we're, we're not going to be like Loyola, for example, where they're just low-scoring games. I might just have to put the gas on offense and let defense hang. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really the next in games. For me, you're going to dedicate my time to just understanding what the team's kind of makeup is on outcome of game, on just who's playing what uh, the right way. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we do have a little
0: bit. My team is far more defensively strong and not as good offensively. Um, actually, we can talk a little bit about then our conference as a whole. Um, so Conference USA has 14 teams, um, and I have, my team, UAB, is projected to be fourth in the conference. And Lou, where's, uh, where's your martial art supposed to be?
1: I'm supposed to be fifth. Ooh! Funny enough, I'm pretty sure he picked that, ladies and gentlemen. I did not know this. Pretty sure he made sure that <laughs> no, I no. would be the host team, no, right behind. Him.
0: This was this was created by they. they someone entered in all his data and figured out like a projections um, for the year, and it was done by someone in the league. So it was after. I wish if I believe me if I if I was looking at teams, I would have given myself a far better team than just slightly better than you. Yeah. Um, but. It is kind of interesting. So we're in a 14-team league, um, and unfortunately, the conference tournaments are all only the top eight teams in each conference. So that does pose a little bit of an interesting dilemma for us, uh, because if only eight teams make the conference tournament, that gives us far less of an odds to make it to March Madness or any postseason. So I think, personally, if I know my team's not supposed to be very good that year, I'm definitely going to focus way more on development and recruiting than the actual product on the court um, if I know I have a far less chance to make it to my conference tournament and then ultimately the playoffs Um, but yeah I mean so then after after uh, our exhibition games uh, we each have an early season tournament Uh, I'm just gonna kind of gonna go through this pretty quickly here because it is kind of a lot of details um, and we'll have many other podcasts where we actually have like vital information and new things happening. Um, but then, yeah, like I said, there's conference tournaments, top eight teams make it, single elimination tournaments. Then there is March Madness, 68 teams, just like normal. NIT, 32 teams, just like normal. Um, and then the, pretty much how I explain this to friends is, like, this league is like you're playing a video game, like a whether it's, you know, like an NCAA college basketball game or an NBA 2K game. Um, but you just can't actually play the physical game. So you can do everything else. There's lots of front office stuff. There's lots of behind the scenes stuff, roster construction stuff like that. You just can't actually like be a point guard and dribble the ball and shoot the ball like that. That just doesn't exist. It's it's a text based simulation game. Um, there is a top twenty five rankings. Hopefully we both get up there this year. I'm probably very unlikely, but who knows. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, recruiting transfers, which we did mention, all transfers are able to play the next year, which is a little bit different than how it is in the real world. Um, went over roster limits and, uh, player eligibility, there's no redshirting, so you get there, you got four years, and then you're out. Um, players do have a loyalty factor, which, um, you can either have low, medium, or high, and depending on that loyalty factor, players might want to transfer or would be more likely to stay. I kind of don't know how much that will impact it. Like, I don't know if just because you have a low rankings, I mean, you're automatically going to transfer. I think it has a lot to do with, like, who you're recruiting and stuff from everything I've read. Um, But, yeah, and then, I mean, there's lots of other stuff. Um, You can There's also, like, they're keeping track of your strength of record, which is, like, basically a way – to measure each team you individually we each will have a coaching score uh which is based on our winning percentage our performance versus overall talent uh and how responsive we are to the the polls and to the emails we get Um, and it's all going to be measured by a total percentage of uh our, our responsiveness is measured by how responsive we are whether we miss things or not there is media day, there is going to be, uh, you can see how your attendance for the games are, there's accolades for player of the year conference, teams of the year, stuff like that, um, I mean, there's everything, there's really everything, like like I mentioned, there's player development, player loyalty, recruiting rankings, top uh, 15 players are 5 stars, 16 to 75 are 4 stars, 3 stars go from that to 250, and then everyone else is 2 stars or 1 stars, um yeah, but it, it should be a lot of fun. I hope you guys find this interesting. We'll be posting things pretty regularly of, like, the decisions we're making. We'll be posting that on Twitter. Uh, we'll keep track of that. Like, if there's a big decision, obviously, if there's little stuff, like answering what we think our, how our team's going to do that year, um, that's probably not too important, so we're not going to include that. But if, like, when it comes to recruiting or, like, a, one of our team's you know, beat the ranked team or something like that. Uh, we'll post that. Um, the last thing actually I wanted to maybe go through is if you wanted to go through our our schedules and like maybe just like talk about our non-conference a little bit and uh, if there's any interesting matchups. Um, I can start out here. Um, my I know my uh, beginning of the season tournaments pretty good. I don't know if there's anyone. I think it's a lot of other mid majors. Um, so I am in the Hall of Fame Classic. And then I have a couple a couple easy games to start. So I'm um, at home against St. Francis, Pennsylvania. should be an easy win. Then I'm playing Ohio. That's not Ohio State. That's Ohio University. That's going to be away. I have another away game against Vanderbilt, which is kind of funny because Loyola played and beat Vanderbilt this past year. Uh, it was neutral. But then I play Moorhead State, North Carolina A&T, Creighton at Creighton should be a really tough game. Uh, North Dakota at home, Chicago State at home, Texas A&M away, uh, Louisiana Tech at home, and then I believe Old Dominion's. I think Old Dominion's in our conference, right? I think Old Dominion's in Conference USA. Mm, no. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Sorry, very riveting content. Uh, yeah, Old Dominion's in our conference. So I do have I have two pretty difficult games in Actually, kind of three. Creighton, Texas A&M should be pretty difficult, both high majors. Um, and then Vanderbilt is in the SEC. They've always been pretty bad, but who knows? Uh, you know, they might have a good team. So, I, I, I'd be really happy with seven wins, but I think six out of the nine would be pretty pretty
1: good. Uh, Lou, do you have uh, your schedule there? Yeah. So, I'm um, starting off, while well, I play in the Head Classic, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, but the teams are Jacksonville State, which is always tending to be a low, low team. Uh, Siena um, out of uh, Jacksonville State is actually home, which is great. Uh, but then I go to Siena, which is really interesting. Siena's not really a team you'd want to go to there. Um, but, again, it's hopefully those two easy wins right off the bat. Uh, then we get really, I'd say, a tough competition. It's Kansas State. Uh, mm. That's going to be a really interesting game because they're up there. Uh, they have a history. And, again, is there their big program um, for a Marshall to be playing. So, then I go into North Florida. Uh, this is a nice home stretch. Um, so North Florida, Manhattan, uh, Grambling State, Austin, uh, Pei. And then then we get into another two big teams back-to-back. And they're both away, of course. And this is where I think it's going to kill me with these big games. are all away is B- uh, Cincinnati and then Ooh. BYU. Yeah. Uh, they're going to really be killers, I have to say. Uh, I think if we're going to be realistic here, I think – if I could pull off one out of the three games against Cincinnati, BYU, or Siena that, or, or against Kansas State, that would be amazing. Mm. We're probably going to go 0-3, but that's just the way the team goes. You never know how they respond. Um, then we're going to get into um, Charlotte. Is Charlotte our conference. is in our conference, yeah. so then we're all set. We do play each other one time, unfortunately. I thought I was hoping we could play each other
0: twice. Uh, it is at my place, at my gym, uh, so that will be fun. It's kind of towards the end of the conference season, too. Yeah. So I definitely got that one circled. For sure, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, so I'm sure we missed some stuff. I'm sure there will be more to cover. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, um, but I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I in, in a world where we don't really have many sports right now, uh, so even in a simulated text-based game, I'm really pumped. Um, I've always enjoyed like video games, like managing teams. I like obviously Agreed. playing. No, yeah. But it's always been fun to kind of take a team that's not that good, and then, you know, hopefully you can you can turn, uh, what, like rocks into diamonds or whatever, coal into diamonds, whatever that saying is.
1: Um, I think I think it's more of this, like, this, for people to really understand why we want to do this is because we miss sports. We miss college basketball. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get a tournament, so that's, like, a huge kind of thing that's now missing. Uh, we didn't get to see the potential of Loyola, so now this is potential with new teams – Again, all, by the way, all the rosters are fake. None of them have any real mm-hmm. players' names. There's no real – again, as we are the coaches, so it's just a way for us to manage kind of potential simulations of college basketball, which we love. Uh, we'll keep an eye out. We have the fellow uh, listener of uh, running the Loyola Ramblers, so it would be great to see how they're doing. They might get mm-hmm. a runoff because, again, this is kind of like uh, a historical look back because that's how your team gets their certain prestige of how they get their ratings. So it's really interesting. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of get back into the idea of mentality of sports and then get back into the podcast. So I think it's going to be really fun uh, to be talking each week.
0: Yeah. Um, Cool. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, And then after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about, like, what happened, like why we're switching over to this content. Uh, And then we'll get into Loyola news too. But I hope you guys liked it. Uh, We're going to do this weekly. So stick with us, have fun, and uh, go blurs. Yeah, there's, like, nationally televised games. I think Oil has at least two, and they could have a third. Oh, that was another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, that's what was like. Uh, I need to not burp when we're recording. That'd be great. Yeah. Alright, so here is the kind of the more difficult part of the podcast to talk about why we decided to stop, uh or at least pause. Pause. Yeah, pause. Pause. And uh I did I did talk about it on Twitter a little bit, but I Lou, I also wanted to get your kind of feelings about it. So I mean my biggest thing was it was the loss was hard. The loss in Archmar Arch madness tournament was really
1: like we both took it pretty pretty hard. Um It was disappointing. Like it I think you you did a great description on Twitter why we we you didn't do an episode right away, and even for me it was for me personally it was a little um, it was a little like predictable that we would go in that fashion but not in the first round yeah I expected a Bradley game I expected the the, the next game I picked it Saturday to be the loss if I expected I did not expect us to just let Javon Freeman Liberty bring us all the way down to the wire and then beat us but then again his, every game we played them came down to the wire. Yeah. So then when you sit back and look at it, you're like, we should have lost probably the first match to them at their place. And it's not like the crowd affected it in any way. They Falco, not to be rude in them, but I don't think they really have a fan base that travels. And we, I think, had people that expected to see us on Saturday. So that's just the way things went. Mm-hmm. And it was disappointing. Like Without a doubt, like I would have been fine, actually, personally, if we lost to Bradley on Saturday. Yeah. Because... That's just the way things were going, um, and I really didn't expect Northern Iowa, let's be honest on that yeah. one. But I think uh, the the loss put us, uh, left a sour taste in both of our ourselves themselves. Uh, like kept tasting this weird, bitter, upsetting loss, and just disappointing mm-hmm. the whole time, and I think that's where we left it. Um, and there were definitely, like no
0: matter what the world was doing at that time, there would have been another episode that week if we weren't so bitter and sad. Like, yeah, well, honestly, every even, time I thought the, about it. Even that
1: following it, Sunday, I think we were going to, ta- or even that Monday, we were going to do a response to if we got into the NIT or if we didn't. Mm-hmm. Because then, if we, because there's no way we're getting the NCAA tournament. No. If we did, that's a miracle. Citrogyne blessed us <laughs> in the lucky stars. But in reality, we would have done the response mm-hmm. of, of everything going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, fast forward. Me personally, I can take my side. Of yeah, this go you. Go for is it. then COVID kind of hit, and I was told to I'm not going to stay in my apartment anymore. So I was not in Chicago for any more of the time. And then Buck, I think you're you're trying to figure out your work situation. I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out my work situation. Do we need to be in the city of Chicago? So let's be honest. We love doing this podcast. Like it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. that is going. Uh, but work and kind of personal health kind of took. The front seat to everything and the podcast took the back seat and I kind of left the podcast down in the picnic table and drove off without it yeah. because I really wasn't thinking about it as we're more thinking about how can I do I go home home because again I'm not from Chicago area mm-hmm. so do I go far away back to where or where am I going so um but now I'm back in Chicago actually mm-hmm. um Buck is working I'm working uh from home still with Buck's working and we're, we're able to be more in a comfortable spot. We're able to meet up. We're able to do it. We're both being socially smart about it. Yeah. News. And also like the Illinois rules have changed. So we can be together exactly. and yeah. like that sort of thing too. So yeah, lockdown's kind of being uh, lifted a little bit where we're able to meet up and have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's just the way things went on my end. I feel, um, I feel that that's just the, what people should understand. And the thing is, right now we have nothing to talk about Loyola as to fill a whole podcast. Right. Uh, we will make up material moving forward, but we also saw this opportunity to just continue doing a podcast that talks about college basketball. And honestly, it's kind of good practice for us to keep going Let's with see. facts, and it's a good way for us to banter about different things. Um, but we will end this podcast on a little information on Loyola because mm-hmm. there's always going to be information. I'll find something recruiting, uh, and I'm going to talk about that in the next end. of about recruiting stance, um, and then also just the team kind of state. Um, if we've added players, lost players. Um, coach, so we'll still talk about things. It just won't be the full podcast. Mm-hmm. But every podcast moving forward will have a chunk of some time dedicated. Um, and I talked to Buck, and I think I can just say this now. Mm-hmm. We will also note when that time ad is going to start. We'll mm-hmm. add, make a mark in our note saying, hey, at marker time, 32 minutes and one second. That's when we start talking about Loyola stuff. Yeah. But we really hope you listen to our uh, Heat Sim Check or the Sim Casting Couch mm-hmm. um, basketball talk because it's just going to be fun banter about college basketball. Um, we'd love to see even people want to input their opinions of like, hey, go play this team or just see, hey, how did you actually end up doing? Uh, did you did you do well in this home and home or did you how – how is that everything working out? So um, I think it just – we all love college basketball. And for the listeners who are listening for the first time, we love Loyola college basketball even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just something we don't have sports right now we don't have college basketball and this is something to really uh, get our teeth into mm-hmm. and i think it's just a way for us to just keep this podcast going during times and also just talk about relevant things with college basketball that are going on in this little simulation so yeah um buck do you really have anything to add on no the i mean why? I, no
0: i think you hit the nail on the head um my whole explanation is on twitter um, I'm excited to continue to podcast. Like Lou said, I I also really like talking about college basketball, um, and it it gives me a sense of normalcy, even if it's about a computer simulated word text based game. Um, it's it's going to be super fun, and uh, yeah, I, I'm expecting us to have anywhere from like five to seven episodes of, of like the Simcast Couch, um, and then. After that, I don't know if they're going to do more seasons. I have no idea. I would definitely be down to do more. But I think after that, like whatever, however long the first season of this takes, the Sim League, then we will probably be back to normal episodes. They probably will be a little shorter during the summer. You know, we're looking probably more like the twenty to thirty minute range if we're only talking about Loyola stuff. And then once there's more news and once whatever resumes, or if there's edits or additions to the the twenty twenty. 2021 season then we will talk about that when that comes about but let's talk about the one uh loyal piece of news that uh, we're going to talk about in this episode which is uh jalen pipkins uh, unfortunately leaving the squad uh he was only with us for a year he transferred in from juco i think he was somewhere in texas yeah texas um and, uh, you know, when he came in, we saw, a, I don't think it was any surprise, he's a very raw, like, athletically gifted... Great bounce. Um, yeah, and I mean, from day one, it looked like his three-point shot, he has a nice form, but it was whether he would get enough reps to, to be able to be a consistent three-point shooter. And I think that was kind of the one bummer. Uh, I, I don't think he was really given a fair shot at enough playing time there were a few games in the non-con schedule where he really did shine. I thought he was able to create his own shot. Um, I, I did think it was a difficult um, fit at Loyola for him. I think he's really used to having the ball in his hands at all times and creating. Um, and, I, yeah, unfortunately it didn't work out. I don't think there, to my knowledge, there wasn't any uh, hard feelings either way that I know of. Um but uh, we, we uh, were happy to have him on the team. He gave us more than a few highlights. My favorite memory is his dunk against Ball State, which I think was, like, fourth on Sports Center yeah, Top was Ten. The Tomahawk that time? Yeah, yeah. in yeah. December, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was like top five. Um, so that was super fun. Um, I, I remember there was a couple games that we lost early on in the season where he was really the only one that could create his own offense. Um and now he's going to somewhere in the Horizon League, the team that just joined the Horizon League. Um, we'll find it, but yeah, Lou, what are your thoughts? Like, what? Uh, how do you how do you feel about Pipkins leaving, and what, what do you think that means?
1: I think uh, Pipkins leaving is actually very different to compared to other guards leaving in the past. Um, and uh, uh, Pipkins is going to Purdue Fort Wayne, right? Okay, um, so kind of close, actually, not far, uh, but. I think we were just kind of crowded with point guards, with, um, regardless of athletic or just just raw athleticism. I think we were just crowded with point guards that had a little bit more capabilities than just jumping and dunking. Um, and Pipkins had the ability to hit a three. He had quick speed. Um, I really don't remember his defense that much, but I think he had, with his speed, great on-ball defense. But then when you really look at it, you saw Marquise Kennedy playing a lot more. Then Keith Clements came back. He was the solid starter. Then Marquise Kennedy ends up getting sixth man of the year for the whole NBC because he played all this time. So that alone put Pipkins not even the sixth. But then we add guys like Frank, and you add guys like Thomas Welch coming off the bench. Okay, so Pipkins then slides down even more. And then you're like, okay, well, what, what, do we really have space for him to play? And then Keith Clemens also got healthy. Well, then, I you, yeah, right. that's what I said. He started. That's what I am saying. So Keith Clemens was starting. Marquise Kennedy was the sixth-man of the year with the whole process of all that, everyone just kind of slid into a role, and Hipkins' role just kind of fell back and back and back. And you did see some of his time play with guys like Tate Hall coming really to the to score, and for other guys to really start playing, it just didn't seem like his fit was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing against his playing, it was more just like the fit with how the team was playing. And not saying he doesn't get along with the guys, just just chemistry on the court. I don't think that he really fit in exactly at the, the piece he wanted to fit in. And sometimes it was like we needed that little spurt off the bench room, but it was never like something I saw as a consistent thread throughout an entire Loyola game.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall here. In his last 10 games, uh, which all-conference and then the one Arch Madness game, he only played more than 10 minutes in one of those 10 games. And he played 18 minutes at, at Indiana State, when we lost 68 to 39. So, I mean, garbage time, unfortunately. Um, his Two of his best games, uh, one came against Norfolk State early on in the season where he scored 14. That was his season high. Um, and then his best conference game was at Valpo. He played 28 minutes. He scored 13 points um, and was a, a crucial member of that day. Um, so he did have some, some great moments. Uh, I do think that somewhere like what you said, Purdue-Fort Wayne, uh, is like perfect for him. If he has the ball in his hands against inferior, athletic, defensive competition, he's going to do really well. I mean, if he's taken, he seems like sort of like more of a volume shooter. If he's taken eight to ten shots a night, I think he's going to average 10, 12 points. Like I, I and and have his highlights, make his threes. Um, I, I I hope he does really well and um, hopeful that uh, and I think he will. Um, yeah, what uh. Any last thoughts on Pipkins?
1: Pipkins, no. I think it was just the, the whole fit. I think it just wasn't not saying he's not a good player. I think it was just the fit that he never really got to show his, uh, his playing abilities as much as he probably wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as, at the time, it is, we didn't know who was going to start with Clemens. Not, and then when Clemens came in, I think it just really solidified the position uh, where the team went. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, we wish him the best. Hopefully he shows out at uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, but it did open up a roster spot, and that's what we're going to talk about next week. So um, make sure to stay tuned for next week. This podcast we'll continue talking about. Uh, we'll obviously start off with our SimCasting couch, and then we'll move on to and News. Um, if you guys have anything that you want specifically to talk about, uh, if it's a short you know, thing, we can add it on. If it's long, we can talk about it in a future episode. Uh, I also kind of want to try to make the Sim League interactive. I'm not really sure how I want to do that. Maybe if there's, like, little pieces uh, where we have options, maybe posting it to Twitter and seeing what y'all want, whether, you know, it's, it's a recruitment choice. Like, if, uh, you know, we have the choice of between going to a high school graduate versus an a international student versus a JUCO player versus transfer. Like, where do you want us to go? So um, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, But most importantly, I'm just really excited to be back making stuff, talking into a microphone uh, with my good buddy here. Um, But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for letting us take up your time. Uh, Luke, what are your
1: last thoughts? No, I'm just excited to be back in the podcasting world, Uh, excited to be talking about college basketball, regardless if it being a simulation. But also excited to give some uh, Loyola rambler news each week now. Uh, getting them back into the, the Twitter world or just uh, the social media world of our fans. And I think people want to hear. Maybe not everyone's on Mania, which is a great thing to check out. And maybe not everything on Mania is, is really great to be reading because sometimes you're just thrown together. So I think having this podcast is a great way to kind of facilitate what's going on in the world of college basketball, and especially what's going on up in Rogers Park.
0: Yeah, I'm going to end it on a fake quote from Chancellor Rapper, As he once said, we're back in the booth, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We're back. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Go Blurs.